This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, deleted wrestler's own, very on, own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, as you know, folks, this past Friday will be a day that we won't forget. We just got news more. Turns out that the saga continues with the WWE cuts. Yes, this is the fifth cuts that we had so far this year. And I know some of you are saying this is getting old, but there are some names in this list that I got who were released this past Friday. So let's go over them. Bronson Reed, Bobby Fish, Leon Ruff, Tyler Rust, Jake Atlas, Mercedes Martinez, Asher Hale, Giant Zangier, Zechariah Smith, Kona Reeves, Aries Sterling, Stephen Smith, and Desmond Troy. Now, as you know, I've been recently saying this on both here on the podcast and on YouTube. How much I hate the same damn excuses about how to say the budget cuts. That's always been the same lame excuse they've been hearing from WWE. But we recently there has been talk about one particular wrestler, the reasons they let him go. One of them was Bobby Fish. Now here's the reason. They're saying that Bobby Fish is too old. He's in his he's 44. That they want to focus on the younger wrestlers. Now, let me take you back a little bit in time about this. Back when WWF was popular, they had to get rid of wrestlers like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. That way they get rid of the um, the older wrestlers and give paveway for younger, fresh talent. And that is something we've been dying to hear, see, for a long time. But Bobby Fish, he's a very talented wrestler. Um, I mean, we know for a fact he'll be fine wherever he's going to end up. But yeah. But one name that kind of surprises, well, go back to that, to the age, we even got Mercedes Martinez. She is 41 years old. And, I mean, we don't know if that's the same case. But, however, Bronson Reed is one of those names that kind of got me thinking, why him? The guy is a, is a star in the making. I, I love the star, uh, Bronson Reed, what he can do. And it was surprising that, that they let him go. And recently on his Twitter page, he put up a video how... He took time to process, but however, he's right now staying positive, being optimistic, and even his wife. If you guys are probably wondering why is that, here's the reason. Um, Bronson Reen, he's not originally from the States. He's from New Zealand or Australia. I think Australia. So one of the two. And, you know, they just had, he and his wife had to move here to the U.S. And, of course, staying in Florida because that's where the NXT brand is. And Florida has been like their home since then. But having this said, I mean, we don't know where he can go. I mean, some of you probably say he's probably going to go with AEW. I mean, he is the right fit because he could do anything. But it all depends on who would want him. Either AEW, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, MLW. But who knows where this is going to lead him. But anything could happen. I mean, and even I want to talk about Tyler Rust. Recently, he just been part of the new faction known as Diamond Mine, along with Malcolm Bevins, uh, Hideki Suzuki, and of course, Roderick Strong. And he just came back. I'm like, 
Why is he in this? Doesn't make any sense. Are they letting him go? And then we saw guys from 205 Live, like Asher Hale and Ari Sterling. I'm like, what? These guys are great, talented wrestlers, and they're letting him go. And, and it kind of makes me think, what is it that they're trying to accomplish here? Now, again, I said this before. I really hate the excuse of budget cuts. It's always been a pain in my ass to hear that coming from them. But it makes no sense. But, however, there's been... Some sort of whispers and rumors about the reasons of these recent release. It turns out that NXT wants to repackage NXT. Now, what does that mean in particular words? Now, there's those are saying there's been trying to find ways to have wrestlers that step away from the independents. Like, these are wrestlers who we see in independents. Like, let me tell you the ones who I've seen in the independents. There's uh, Leon Ruff, Tyler Rust, Jake Atlas, Mercedes... Um, Aerie Sterling, these are wrestlers I've seen in the independence prior before going to WWE. And the reason is this, there's a lot of connection with many of the wrestlers that came from there and they never forget where they're from. However, there are those like wrestlers that were homegrown WWE, like they want to build their own homegrown wrestlers. They're strictly part of their of their world, you know, like strictly from them instead of relying on the independence and that's something that Vince has been trying to avoid like they don't talk about the independent scenes that much and that's the reason why now do I think it's true I don't know I mean look we can all agree about NXT being a uh, development program and I know some of you feel like come on why do they need that but they're great talent in the, in that roster, and I, I cannot deny that. But seeing these guys being released is kind of really su surprising. But mostly I was surprised with Bronson Reed being released. It made no sense. But we know these guys will be fine. We know that they will be picked up somewhere. It doesn't matter where. But all we can do is show our support to them. So let's do all of that for every one of them who I mentioned on this list. Now... As you know, we had the in-ring debut of Malachi Black defeating Cody in a match. But I just recently heard um, Malachi Black on Talk is Jericho. Now, he explained about how things have changed ever since then. I mean, right now he's not in a... in a When he was out for six or seven months. Because this is what happened. We all know he was a huge star. He had a great relationship with Triple H. You know, uh, the way he developed and all this other thing. And that's cool. However, we find out when he goes to NXT, he just, I mean, from NXT to the main roster on Raw, he disappears. Now, we don't know where he's been. We don't know what's been happening. And I know they were trying to figure out ways to... And then this is what happened before he, he was released. Um, he shows up and attacks Big E. There was supposed to be like a storyline build up for that. But we find out later after that, he was released. Now, this is what happened. He explained this to Jericho. He was actually out in the gym with his wife. We all know who she is, Delina Vega. He gets a call from Johnny Ace. Now, Johnny Ace gets a, tells him that he's on the list of cuts, but he put... A question mark because this gotta be a mistake you know and he really did not want to do this to, to him to Aleister Black or should I say Malachi 
And it kind of hurt him that he had to do it. And, of course, he didn't feel like working out because he got the news. Even his wife was crying because, as you know, Zelina Vega was fired back in November. And now they brought her back. And it kind of felt like, you know, for them to be together is going to be a total wreck. But, of course, Alistair played more of the optimist in this in his marriage saying, look, everything will be fine. But here's what happened. Some of you talked, we talked about this before, about his 30-day non-compete clause. Now, when he got the notice about that, he contacted his agent telling him, is this, is this for real? And of course, it seems like it. So he did contact someone from the WWE. He never specified who and asked him, is this correct? And according to his... It, it, it was correct. Apparently, we all knew. We later learned that there was a mix-up with um, with the whole thing, and it played out pretty well. But in those 30 days that he was out, he explained he was working on material that he wants to use now that he's no longer with WWE. As you know, there were certain things he wasn't allowed to do when he was in WWE, and, and I understand that because that's what WWE does. They don't want you to use certain moves that you did while you were in the independence or things that you don't want they don't want you to do and that sits out pretty well and of course when his 30-day non-compete clause he contacted tony khan and explained to him of his ideas that he can bring to the table with aw and of course because of that uh tony khan knew he had to take, uh, sign him right away and it played out pretty well he wasn't just gonna lay back and wait for uh, someone to pick him up. I think he wanted it, but he did st- stated that AW was on the top of his head, like going to them once he was released. And of course, it- it's something that we know was bound to happen sooner than later. But of course, he did have his in-ring debut with Cody this past t- uh, Wednesday on Home uh, Dynamite Homecoming on AW, and he defeated him with that black mask kick. And of course, he attacked Cody in the end. And I'm like saying. I have to say, he's built up new a new character. I think we all would enjoy a lot because he's very creative, and I I have to say I'm enjoying now how he's um, bringing something new to the table, and I'm very happy for that. And I can't wait to see what's going to go. But he did say there guys that he wants to work with, like he already written stuff what he wants to do with Darby Allen, Miro, Moxley. You know, you name them, and uh, he's dying to work with these guys. And I have to say, he's very, very enthusiastic about this whole thing. And I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. I have to say, I give him the tip of my hat for him because, you know, he is trying to not just sit at home and be lazy, but do something that would help him. And I have to say, his creative process has worked. And, he, and I think that's why he is enjoying his time with AEW. He's enjoying being creative and i have to say there's nothing wrong with that right now so let's see what happens this coming wednesday what he's gonna do next now that he defeated cody now the next thing we all talk about is of course ever rise as you know he ever rise was amongst the few releases that came out this uh prior before these latest releases um Everize were one of those tag teams that I know probably were like, okay, you know, not a big deal, but they do have a good comical way of, you know, how they operate. Now, um, after they were released, uh, if you guys know this or not, 
uh, it appears that Carl Anderson, the Machine Gun, uh, hashtagged them, saying that they would like to have them come by to Impact. I'm like, wow. It's like, who is going to win them? Now, I don't want you guys to think about this now. They recently appeared on AEW Dark talking with uh, Daniel Garcia, and they set up a match to take on the heavy hitters like Darby Allen, John Moxley, Ken, uh, Eddie Kingston. Now, let's talk about that. Like, that match was pretty cool, even though it's not like their biggest match, but it kind of brought into it a new perspective for them. Not to mention one of the, those uh, idiots from two point uh, He had his partner and he dropped them because he saw Sting and he was like starstruck. He's like, "You're Sting! You're Sting!" Unaware to him, he's being uh. Shot, was shot at at a cannonball by Darby Allen, and I thought that was a good, you know, moment. I don't know if that was planned by them or what, but that was a good moment. I enjoyed it so much, and I have to say, I don't know, two two five to me, they're two 2.0, Everize, they've always been like the the comical team, and to me, I'm just only saying this right now because I feel like these guys could actually go to. The DDT Pro Wrestling to be part of their comical. If you guys are not familiarized with DDT, DDT Pro Wrestling is a promotion based out of Japan. They have a lot of, of the comical and uh, parodies in their promotion. If you guys know this or not, uh, Kenny Omega was part of that promotion. So was Yuka Zak- so was, uh, Michael Nakazawa. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki's promotion is sister promotion with that group. And I have to say it's pretty awesome. I would like to see them go to there to be the comical group, you know. But the only time will tell because I know there are several people that would like to see them in New Japan or not. But I say, let's see what happens for them. And I and I enjoy them being seeing there because I don't know, like I said, that moment with Sting. It's one of the best moments I have ever witnessed in my life. But I have to say, good luck, guys. I hope you guys get signed somewhere, and uh, we'll go from there. Now, let's talk about this news. As you know, recently we've been following the National Wrestling Alliance, or the NWA, where their latest first time ever in power, the first ever all-female pay-per-view produced by none other than Hardcore Country, Mickey James. The reason I am excited is because over time, there has been interesting things that are going to take place. Now, it's still unclear who will become a pairing. She did state it. They'll pick out the best wrestlers in the world or wrestlers that deserve a shot to be there. Now, let's talk about the matches they finally put up. One of them is involved the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship between Donna Perrazzo and Melina. I have to say, this is going to be one killer match. Reason is this. We all know Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, if you guys are fans of her, she is the virtuosa, very talented. Not to mention, WWE never understood the word virtuosa when she was there. And I, I don't blame her. I mean, sometimes people just don't get it until someone gets it. You know, like Impact Wrestling did. And facing her against Melina is going to be one interesting match. You got a, a different generation who paved way to do things differently. You know, we all know where she's at. She's at the NWA. And I can't wait to see where they're going to go with that. 
Now, the next match, this one was already announced for, like, right on Wednesday during AEW Dynamite. They had an Eliminator match for the NWA World's Women's Championship. And the match that they had originally was supposed to be Serena Deeb, but however, she got hurt again. I mean, uh, I mean, she needs to be more careful because we know she got out a, a big uh, knee injury she was in. And they set up an Eliminator match between the Bunny and the legit Layla Hirsch. That was a pretty good match. But seeing Camille at AEW was like, what? I did not expect Camille to show up whatsoever. Because I know Nick Aldis would never show up. You know, I don't, he has no problems with AEW. He just doesn't feel we need to. The, they feel they need to be part of it or something or try something. But this is something different. And now we're seeing Layla Hirsch versus Camille, and this is a classic David versus Goliath, but mostly in females. And I have to say, this is going to be one amazing match. Now, I don't mind if Camille actually wins it. But it will be a good match to see. You see, there's that saying. Never judge a book by its cover. Layla Hirsch may be small. But that doesn't change anything. As a fan, I have to say, Layla Hirsch will put a hell of performance. And even if she doesn't win, she'll have my respect. And I have to say, I will be very impressed if she can do things that not, none of other girls could do. Even during her time. And I'm kind of curious how they're going to play it out. But let's I can't wait for this. Now, there's still no official word more about Empower. Uh, what they're going to do. But however, they did talk uh, reveal two women are invited to Empower. And one of them, uh, you may or may not have heard, uh, Lady Frost. Now, uh, I like Lady Frost because A, uh, she has a unique... She kind of reminds me like a female version of Sub-Zero. And that's pretty... Mitch, the first time I saw her was at AEW Dark. She made maybe a couple appearances, but recently she appeared in an, uh, NWA, including Impact Wrestling. And, of course, she wanted to be part of it. Um, and I was pretty much excited. I She even uh, uh, posted a tweet about she would love to come down there. And, of course, Mickey James, who is looking for the best wrestlers they can, they can offer said you're in so it's very exciting but recently they just uh it was announced that there's another he uh, familiar face that's going to show up at empower and that person is none other than it's a hot mess chelsea green i have to say this is going to be awesome now it's still no indication about who who are these two women are going to face now they could face each other as we all as far as we know but being in it, it's going to be interesting. But there's still no word about who else is going to be there. We do know there's two championship matches involved. Uh, there is no denying we will see women from who are are not signed with any of the promotions, but we don't know who else. I'm assuming Mickey James is working around the clock to uh, you know figure out who they can bring, and it's going to be a tough draw. I mean, there are a lot of good female wrestlers talented in the world and of course we just heard like not too long ago triple h saying the best women wrestlers are in wwe but this pay-per-view and power is going to prove them wrong but if you guys are excited 
you probably ask, how can we watch this? Go to Fight TV, uh, and you guys will see it. Either if you have an account with them or not, set up an account. Now, recently this news came around about Amy Sakura. If you guys know who she is, I'll, re I'll remind you. Amy Sakura is a veteran wrestler in the Yoshi wrestling style for decades. For almost 20, 30 years or so. I'm not 100% sure. She was once the owner and promoter and founder of Ice Ribbon that she ran for many years. She has trained fantastic wrestlers. Two of them, on the other hand, we already know. Hikaru Shida and, of course, Riho. Those two women are two of her students that trained under her. And, of course, we saw her face them um, in... Um, and, and, and the first ever AEW uh, pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, back in 2019. And it was one of the most opening matches for many people to finally get involved in the Yoshi style. And that match, Emi Sakura teamed up with the magical girl, Yuka Sakasaki, and the legend, Aja Kong, facing not only just the two, her two students, Riho and Ikarushido, they had uh, Ryo Mizunami, who was there too. But this is very interesting. Now, not too long ago, well, Emmy Soccer did appear many times on AEW. But however, because of the pandemic, she was she was unable to come back to the to the U.S. to participate in AEW. But however, she was continuing. Many fans asked me. Uh, many people who know her asked me where she was. She was the entire time. Uh, she was running her own sh promotion. She runs Got to Move Pro Wrestling, which is originally she started right after she left Ice Ripping, and they had their flag show known as Choco Pro, which is a mat wrestling type, which is fun and I enjoy. So uh, many people ask, like right now, um, what's happening now with her? Well, it's just been revealed by her not too long ago. She bought a plane ticket. And she's going to be leaving to the United to the U.S. to be a full-time roster member of AEW for at least eighteen months, from what she said. That's like a year to six months, from my understanding. But the real question remained: like, what does this mean for Got to Move and Choco Pro? Well, she's gonna leave um, the promotion in good hands. Right now, they just had their... Well, it was supposed to be a two-day event saying goodbye. Um, the, the first day was uh, at uh, Choco Pro number one uh, 143. The entire time, she was a ref. Now, some of you probably said, wait a minute, J-Rod, isn't she a wrestler? Yes, but she's the promoter and owner. But she also played ring announcer and ref. And Booker, too. And the entire uh, episode, uh, show of 143, she was the ref. And it was the last time she'll be dressed as a ref. And I have to say, it was a, a pretty good event because I kind of enjoyed much of it. Now, the next thing we, the next episode for that, uh, 144, she was already in a tag team match with, uh, uh, Masahiro Takanashi, who they form a tag team known as um, Hyakin Thunders, which 
uh, is a pretty good team. Their match was against the Got to Moves top rated tag team, the Best Bros. Now, this was one of those matches that I have to say is so unbelievable, so high speed. Everybody was dizzy. It was so freaking hot because they were like mentioning how sweaty they are. They can barely keep up with the whole thing. Some of you probably say, what the hell is high speed? It's very high speed. They go in a much faster pace, like close enough to the like the cruiserweight division, which much lighter and faster wrestlers, but it was so nuts. And I was like, damn. But the match itself ended in a no in a time limit draw. It was supposed to be 30 minutes and it was like wow. But however, we all thought the same thing that it was gonna be over. It turns out it didn't. Ami Sakura said the following episode she is going to challenge against one of her top protégés and students, the Big Apple and the other and one half of the Best Bros and one half of the Asia Dream Tag Team Champions, Mei Shiruga. Now you ask me why is that? Mei Shiruga is one of the most popular wrestlers in Got to Move, and she has been in appearing as uh, May Saint Michelle in um, in Tokyo Yoshi Pro, and she has appeared in many promotions. She seems like a very prominent wrestler under uh, Emi Sakura's tutelage, and I have to say, she is, and many fans like her. Um, so she's gonna have that. But that wasn't the case. Later, that happened. During that, when she made this announcement, one of her other protégés, um, Lulu Pencil, who is also a resident of, uh, Yoshi wrestler who helps Ami Sakura translate English into Japanese because she she speaks English other than her dearest friend, Balinaki, told her that she bought herself a plane ticket to go to the U.S. So... She made that announcement saying that she wants to go with her because she needs someone to help her out. Because Emi Sakura's English is very limited. Like, she doesn't speak English much as we assume. I mean, she could understand certain parts, but uh, when you have someone like Lulu Pencil or Balinaki, she gets it better. But having Lulu there would make sense because if you guys know this or not, Lulu Pencil works with Emi Sakura. Uh, I didn't. I, I think you should know. Uh, Lulu Pencil was running one of the Choco Pro events for the Oak Tag League, while Emi Sakura, along with uh, Che, May, and Balian, they were all in uh, Michinoku Pro Wrestling doing an event there. Lulu was running the show there because you know she is a freelance writer, and I didn't know that. So basically, she's going to help her create some stuff. But there was also talk that they want to expand the Choco Pro shows to the U.S. So basically, you still got, like, the same thing. Right now, they're get, almost getting ready to start later on in August with Season 9 of Choco Pro Live. Uh, basically, we don't know who will be there, who will be booked. And this is something we definitely would enjoy, and I'm down for it. Uh... Emmy said that she would expand Choco Pro in the U.S., but the real question is, who will be down to do it? I wouldn't be surprised if the guys from Being the Elite or Sammy's Vlog or anybody would be interesting, but who knows? But this is going to be interesting um, to see Emmy Sakura finally return to U.S., be part of uh, AEW's full-time roster. 
So we'll see how that goes. And as of right now, I'm excited to see for that match he's going to have with May Struga. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because, you know, I kept it, uh, I've been keeping short. I've been having a hard time trying to find material that's put on, on this episode. But this is what I got for now for all of you. But as of this forward, I got to work on the upcoming YouTube episode that I'm doing. Um, right now, I'm reaching to almost 400. So I am in episode 390. It's going to be uploaded you know, on Monday morning or noon, depending on the mood I'm in. So there will be tons of stuff to talk about. So as of for now, I'll see you guys in the next DWZ time. In the same DWZ channel. I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah! And have a nice day. Bang! <laughs>